0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. I am your host Chris Platy, and here with me is Clarissa Atone. She's been a good friend of mine for a long time and we are here to do a mixtape review of Chris Webby's latest project which is Webster's Laboratory 2. Clarissa, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on here.
0: No problem, no problem. First time guest. So for those of you that might be first time listeners as we are now officially on iTunes, uh, this is a podcast series that I have in addition to my NBA podcast series, which we'll talk about more at the end, but Strictly Hip Hop is focusing on hip hop, and I do reviews of, of current projects, of classic projects that we all love, and just talk about things within the hip hop community. And so today is one of our personal favorites, Chris Webby's release mixtape, which is called Webster's Laboratory 2, as I said before. Carissa, give me your thoughts on the project so far.
1: Um, when I first heard it, I loved it. I felt like the album really flowed together, and I was excited for 18 new tracks from Chris Webby since I've been a longtime fan of his. So I was excited. I feel like he had a few different styles on there, and I was really excited to listen to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely... We'll talk about that a little bit more as the st- the different styles that he had on this. I thought this was definitely his most versatile project that I had seen, and I was okay with that. And um, so, what were what were some of your likes of the album? What did you like about the album or mixtape?
1: I definitely like all the the beats and the samples. I feel like a lot of them pulled people in. And you would, like, hear a familiar beat. You're like, oh, man, he did this one. And you were just, like, into it just from the beginning. So, and I felt like he had a lot of, like, positive vibes, good vibes. And um, I don't know. I just felt like it really flowed together. Like, from song to song, everything seemed, like, in place on the album.
0: Yeah, that was a good thing is he did do a lot of different styles, which I liked. But he also made each track kind of flow to the next and transitioned pretty well. But um, uh, I'll talk about the sampling in a minute. Give me your dislikes and then I'll give you my overall view of the album.
1: Honestly, I didn't have too many dislikes. Um, I felt like I liked most of the songs. I think he could have left off the free verses because they were dropped so long ago. So I don't know how they didn't really fit too well into the album, in my opinion. But I still enjoyed them. I just don't know if they fit in well.
0: Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I like the free verses, but yeah, like you said, they've been out for a while. Um, I believe one of them was released a, a long time, actually, before the project was even announced, and I, I really liked the free verses, and to me, I'm not going to because it is a mixtape, I keep calling it an album, that's a bad habit <laughs> of mine, I apologize, but with a mixtape, I don't expect it to be as eclectic, or sorry, rather as consistent and cohesive, and I do expect it to be eclectic, which is what this project was. It was very eclectic. It was a, a bunch of different sounds for Webby, new and old. And you talked about the sampling, and I want to talk about that because, to me, that was some of the strongest moments on this mixtape and some of the weakest moments.
1: Okay. To yeah. me,
0: I, was, I like that he did all the samples, and he sampled all these things that were important to him, um, the Rugrats in the beginning, the the, really what got me anticipated was and got me hyped up was the intro track because he sampled the Rugrats which was a cool thing and then he sampled and then he sampled his own uh his own Webster's Lab intro from the very first tape and for those of you that don't know I've been a long time Chris Webby fan and actually Webster's Laboratory was the first project I heard by Chris Webby and it made me go back and get all his other stuff because what happened is he released the intro track about a week or so before the project and I was in ninth grade at the time and I heard it somewhere through the through a friend of mine and I liked it and I was listening to it for like half a week and then he's like, You know he has five other projects and I'm like, No way So I went and downloaded <laughs> all of them, listened to them and I was all caught up by the time Webster's Lab dropped and so to me that Webster's Laboratory Two was I was greatly anticipating it and it definitely starts off with a bang he comes in and he, he fluctuates a range of emotions which i don't think we've really seen uh from from chris webby often i think we've seen a little bit on chemically imbalanced not so much on jammo neat but uh, the range of emotions was very impressive on this which i'll get to in the end about chemical romance which was one of my favorite tracks off this thing but to me, to stick to sampling, some of it I liked. Some of it I thought was very well done. Some of it worked well, and it enhanced the song. Other ones, I don't think it worked as well, like the Knockdown sample. I know you said you love that song. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't like that song. To me, personally, it just doesn't fit me. It doesn't it doesn't work with me. But I do want to highlight some of the songs I do like. Um, Like the California Dreaming sample. That was that was amazing. That was that's a song that's been bumping in the web ever since I ever since I heard it. It's a great summer vibe. It's a great summer um uh, it's a great song to cruise to in the summer, really. And um high by the beach. Um uh, I'm just looking at the track list now and I'm pointing out kind of the ones I liked. Uh Webster's Laboratory 2, like I said the intro was strong. I liked the free verse um, ignition was ignition was great. That one was out quite a while before the project dropped, along with Jurassic Park, another one of my likes. Uh, I really liked most of the album. Sativa was great. The Brass Tacks with Delector that was that was really really cool. Um, just to see Daniel Elector collaborate with webby again because it's been it's been a long time, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was good yeah, to it's... see him on a track. He had a, definitely a couple good features on this um, mixtape, which I liked.
0: Yeah, um Full Steam Ahead was amazing. That was futuristic, came in with a great verse and Webby did his thing on that for sure. The hook is very catchy. Um Outside the Box, that was one of the samples I did really like as well. Um Outside the Box was great, Chemical Romance was great, High by the Beach, California Dreamin'. So as you can see, there's not much I did I disliked on the album. There was there was I counted two songs that I didn't like and they're, and they're knocked down and on my way and to me those were just sounds and samples that 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 just didn't fit with me uh, I can see why other people like them and I'm not going to criticize what before them because I don't want to criticize an artist for trying to be different and trying to trying new styles and new sounds which he really was on this project I don't think we've ever heard Um, Some of the Webby on here, we've we've never heard this style before. And, you know, some of it works, some of it does, or some of it doesn't. So, I mean, that's kind of my feelings on on the project as a whole. How do you feel about the project as a whole?
1: I definitely agree with you on some points. I, I like that he had so many different styles. And you're right, maybe like one or two of them didn't work. But that's the best thing about Webby is that he's always trying something new. Like whenever he drops something, you never know what you're going to get. And I think that's like one of the biggest anticipations about Chris Webby when he drops projects. People just get so excited because it's just like you don't know what to expect, you know, what Webby you're going to get on the track. So I think it was really good. I think he like he killed it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I think so, too. I think he really did. I think lyrically this was probably his best out or best project, I should say, because I don't want to call it an album. It's a mixtape. Um, it's officially a mixtape, but yeah, lyrically, I think this was him at his peak. Uh, I don't think we've ever seen him better. Uh, and I think production-wise, I I don't know. I liked the production on Chemically Imbalanced and Jam O'Neat slightly better. And maybe I don't know. This is just speculating from a distance, uh, just as an outside source. I don't know if it's if if the proper if the same funding goes into a mixtape as it does into an album. I know with Webby puts all his work into whatever project he does, but sometimes uh, sometimes you put a little more um, you put a little more budget into an album versus a mixtape. So I don't know if maybe that's why the production sounds not as good on this one as, as his last two projects. And to me I kinda wanna talk about that and I wanna see your hear your thoughts on that. Is the whole I I think I kinda think I don't know. I go back and forth all the time thinking about, was this the right move to make? Like I was, I was ready after chemically Imbalanced, being a longtime Webby fan, listening to all his mixtapes when he supplied, I believe, 10 projects before chemically imbalanced. So he definitely put the work in, especially in the mixtape world, that I, I, didn't, I was ready for him to make that transition to all LPs and EPs and just purchased music. And I was kind of surprised that he went back to Webster's laboratory too. Were you were you surprised by that? And do you think it kind of it kind of may have stopped the momentum, or do you think it it helped the momentum?
1: Um, I think maybe he just tried to take a break from maybe doing such big projects and kind of wanted to just you know do go back to his mixtape style and sampling and just messing around with beats. So I think maybe it was just him, you know, kind of just like a little pit stop for him onto like you know, a bigger project. I assume next he'll drop a, you know, an album again. So I think maybe it was just him trying to, you know, play around and find some new styles.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm with that. I'm with that. I'm, I like that. I believe, I believe in that too. I believe that he's trying new sounds on this. Um, Juice of All Trades, and I do want to point this out. Juice of All Trades is really um, the executive producer of this mixtape. He did do very well on on the production side. I'm not trying to bash the production he did, I do think it's just not on the level that it was on Chemically Imbalanced which I don't know who that was executive produced by, I believe it was Scott Storch I'm not entirely sure, I'd have to look up um, I'd have to look up the credits but, um, and Sap obviously on, on J.M.O. Neat doing the production, so I I don't know, it just it sounded more cleaner, maybe it was just because it was more one cohesive sound and style that I I noticed a pr- a difference in the production, and this was kind of like you said, all over the place. Uh, and he with Webby, I think I think this was also you could say his, the deepest we've ever seen him. Can you can you agree with that? Like I think some of the, some of these songs, like he really, especially "Chemical Romance," was like really something we hadn't really seen from Webby, even on "Chemically Imbalanced" or "Jam On
1: Yeah, I think so. Definitely. um... Webby kind of, like, matured over the past couple months. I mean, if you've seen him on tour recently, he was was kind of always saying that he was getting over doing drugs and, you know, trying to focus on other things in life. So I think that's what we saw on Webb's lab, too, was him, you know, getting over that phase of his life and, you know, just kind of cutting it with all the drugs that he, you know, felt like he was always singing about and rapping about. So I think that's what made it a little different, too
0: yeah I think I think that chemical romance because I do want to talk about that track for a minute because I think that track was so important to me um, i I think it showed that he's improved so much on just his not only maturity but his like perspective on himself. like he understands his perception, he understands what people think of him, what he's labeled as, um, you know, so I think he was very uh, he was very perspective uh, perceptive about that. And I think that on Chemical Romance, it was really cool. Like, being a longtime Webby fan, forget forget that the song is great. Like, the message itself is, is phenomenal. Like, as a guy, when you've listened to an artist for, I don't know, it's been six years, I think, so five, six years, then you definitely you definitely start to feel for the artist and you, just, and you start to want to support the artist. Like, Webby is one of my favorite artists. He always has been. He always will be. And for me to see this kind of song for him like really mature and really step away from the drugs is is really great. Like forget the music to me that's that's a special moment like it shows it shows a lot of growth in him, and I'm happy that he's able to be, get in a place where he can make that song,
1: yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think a lot of people connected with that song and you know connected with Webby as a person, and we're just like, all right, like you know. He made a big decision in his life and you know, I think it touched a lot of people, so
0: Yeah, I mean the the fluctuation, I mean just the emotion he put into it. I don't think I've ever heard a song that from Chris Webby that's had more emotion. I really don't like we've had a lot of moments like fragile lives, like um Brimlow, also the home song with he did with on cue with the Connecticut shooting. Like he's had his moments, but I don't think we ever saw like the amount of passion and emotion that we saw on Chemical Romance.
1: Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely a really personal song for him. So and a lot of people like it. So I think he's happy about that. I think that's why he's gonna, you know, release a music video for it as well.
0: Yeah, I, I seen that and I'm incredibly excited for the music video. Chemical romance is that's going to be a great music video. I really like I said, I really like I really like how he starts off and he's calm, and then he fluctuates into anger, and and just that was that was honestly it takes you through such a range of emotions. Like it reminds me so much of um, of the song "Bad Guy" from Eminem. If uh, have you ever heard that song?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, that's the um, that's the intro of the Marshall Mathers LP two, the one right. about Stan's brother, and yeah. Yeah, that song just like, I mean, he leaves it all out there on that song. So very incredible, very happy for him as a person to be able to move on from what seems like uh, what you can tell from just listening to that song had had a huge impact on his life.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. So some last little thoughts and then we'll get to um, then we'll get to a kind of a shout out to Chris Webby in case he does decide to listen to this. Um, one thing, one thing I was excited for, cause like I said, I was a huge fan of Webster's lab, like that got me into Chris Webby. So, um, I was, I was really kind of disappointed. One of my biggest disappointments was, is that there was no sequel to monster with apathy cause I know him and apathy are really tight and I was really looking for an apathy feature on this project. Like I, like, cause monster to me was one of my favorites off of, uh, off of Webster's lab, the first one. Um, and then there was one other thing I had in my notes. Uh, give me a second to look it up. Um, yeah, like I said, some of the samples didn't work for me. Um, but I do credit Webby for trying the new styles and the new sounds. Like like I said, if you're going to try them, then a mix tape's definitely the definitely the place to do it. Oh, this was the one I wanted. Okay, so success. Speaking of Chemical Romance... I kind of looked at it as I was looking back and listening to Webster's Lab in preparation for Webster's Lab 2. And, I, and I, I seen that Success is not technically the last track, but it is because he has that bonus track, The Axe Murderer. Um, but Success was kind of like... K- Chemical Romance was a sequel to Success. Like, if you listen to those songs back-to-back, back, they kind of they kind of fit each other. Like, Success was about a song about Webby... Uh, just dealing with his drug problems and stuff obviously like chemical romance and just it's it's amazing to see the artistic the change in artistic ability like success was very basic yet effective but then the artist the artistic ability he had on chemical romance where he's singing he's he's doing everything and um so that really to me was was crazy because that was when I really listening to those back to back I really saw the growth of Webby, like, over five years, you can re- five, six years, you can really see the growth in just listening to those two songs.
1: Yeah, that was definitely an interesting thing to point out, because, you know, success, he's saying, like, how far away he feels, like, he is from his goals and everything, and now... You know, in chemical romance he's saying that he's getting rid of these things to, you know, better himself and be closer to like who he wants to be. So
0: Yeah, and get in position to that's kind of how I seen it too, is success is he's trying to reach it, but then chemical romance he's finally realizing that all these problems, all these drug problems aren't are what's holding him back or what he feels is holding him back from getting that success that he wants. So I thought it was a I thought it was a great parallel and like I said, it's it's a great way to show just the leaps and bounds because he has made as as much as any artist i've followed he's made he's made probably the biggest leap and bounds in terms of artistic ability and and just understanding because he came in raw he came in as a lyrical guy and he's developed into a full-blown artist that can make that can make really any type of song and make it work so that was that was a good moment for me are you ready to give your overall grade
1: uh yeah i'm ready um for Webby's lab two, I gave it a solid nine um for that, I felt like I could listen to it over and over. um I had my favorites definitely, but there wasn't like any song that I felt like I had to skip, so to me, I felt like if I could listen to it whole without wanting to like skip through something, I felt like that was like a good project, so that's why I gave it a nine. What about you?
0: okay, so me. I gave it a seven out of ten, but before all the webby fans and ninjas and pirates or whatever we are at this point, if you're listening, <laughs> um, before you guys get get upset, this is this is my grading scale. So a seven out of ten was the best I could give this project because to me, if you're above if you're above a seven, if you're an eight, then to me, it has to have no skips. And to me, there was one or two skips on this. There was. Yeah, two skips on this project for me. Two songs that I just I just didn't like that didn't fit with me. And eight if if it's an 8 or 9 or out of 10 then it's going to be an album that I go back and listen to front to back quite frequently. Where this is one that has a 7 out of 10, has a lot of favorites on it, a lot of good moments, a lot of high moments. There are a lot of moments on here like Chemical Romance. It's like to me a 9 out of 10 in and of itself. But um, there are other parts that weigh it down, and like, you got to factor everything together. So to me, I'm definitely going to go back and listen to a lot of it. I actually haven't stopped listening to it. I have my favorites. Like I said, California Dreamin', Chemical Romance, High by the Beach, Outside the Box, uh, Full Steam Ahead, Brass Tax. I mean, I could keep going on. Ignition, Sativa, Webster's Lab, The Intro. So to me, it has a, very, a lot of very high moments. But I can't give it higher than a seven because I think because I think there are some parts that I just don't I don't like. And to me, I think don't work. And that's just for me personally. Maybe they work for you uh, differently.
1: Yeah. Right, so I, I
0: can't I can't give it more than a seven. Like, is is that fair? Is that a fair grading? Yeah,
1: I think that's definitely valid. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because like I said, an 8 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 is a song, is an album or project that I'm going back and listening to frequently, and I'm listening to it with no skips front to back, and to me, there's a lot of songs on here I'll, I will frequently listen to and I haven't stopped listening to yet, And but there are some that I'm going to skip, so I can't give it higher than the 7 out of 10, because to me, cohesion and stuff is a big deal and like we talked about on a mixtape, a mixtape is very experimental for the most part, so I can't go higher than a seven. Um and overall we talked about we talked about the momentum of it and how, how we feel about it. So with closing thoughts, if, if Chris Webby is listening, what do you what do you want to give some closing thoughts?
1: Um well I think Chris Webby definitely did a good job on this and I think a lot of you know his fans feel that way and I think they were happy to see him like you know having fun with it and you know using all like crazy beats and samples so and I know you know if he goes on tour with this it's going to be a lot of fun I'm excited to see him perform a bunch of these songs so I think it'll be really good I hope he listens to this and um, I definitely had fun reviewing this album with you so thank you again for that
0: Oh, no problem. You're always a welcomed guest. Uh, so my overall thoughts, Webby, if you're listening, like I said, I will never bash an artist for ever trying to expand their their limits and test their limits, and I think that some of these worked very well. Some of these samples fit well. Some of the production fit well with you, and others, to me, just didn't. There were some very few moments that didn't for me. So overall, it's a very solid project. I will definitely listen to it. And, of course, I'm a huge fan. You're one of my favorite artists, not just because of your music, but also because you were really, you really are, like, I don't think you'll ever understand, but you were very important to me, like, in the way that you made me, you made me, like, not just hip-hop, but the culture of hip-hop, because you always paid your respect, and, and you've always respected your dudes, and you've always spoke highly of the past, and you know the past, and so, you're really the one that made me get into not just the music of hip-hop, but just the culture of it. And now I'm, I love to, I love to watch interviews of, of people and learn about different eras and learn where styles came from, where sounds came from, where they originated, and all these things. And, like, that's because of you. That's because you uh, showed so much passion for hip-hop, and you taught me that it's more than just a music genre. It's, it's a culture. So I thank you for that, and I hope that you check this out, and I hope that whatever new people check this out, they continue to check out my other podcasts. Like I said, this is episode 8 of Strictly Hip Hop. I have other ones on rap labels, album reviews, anything, you name it, and we talk about it. And... I also have my, for those of you that are sports fans, I have a podcast dedicated solely to NBA. It's under the same place. You can find these all on iTunes and on my Twitter, which is at Crispy1132. That's C-H-R-I-S-P-Y 1132. Thank you, Webby, for listening, and thank you, Clarissa, for joining me. I hope, you, I hope to have you on again, and uh, you'll definitely be on, actually, for the next Webby Project for sure.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. I would definitely love to be on again. Thank you. This was definitely a lot of fun.
0: You can find me on iTunes, searching Chris Platy and Platy is spelled P L A T T E. Um, like I said, I have both content, both podcasts linked up there, and I'm doing a little bit of rebranding, so I have some basic generic logos, but I have some really cool ideas coming for both series. You're going to want to stay tuned for those. And in the meantime, thank you for listening, and I hope to get your feedback.